0: book two chapters four through six of three books concerning virgins by saint ambrose translated by philip schaff this LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter four a virgin at antioch having refused to sacrifice to idols was condemned to a house of ill fame whence she escaped unharmed having changed clothes with a christian soldier Then, when he was condemned for this, she returned, and the two contended for the prize of martyrdom, which was at last given to each. There was lately at Antioch a virgin who avoided being seen in public, but the more she shrank from men's eyes, the more they longed for her. For beauty which is heard of but not seen is more desired, there being two incentives to passion, love and knowledge so long as nothing is met with which pleases less and that which pleases is thought to be of more worth because the eye is not in this case the judge by investigation but the mind inflamed with love is full of longing and so the holy virgin lest their passions should be longer fed by the desire of gaining her professed her intention of preserving her chastity and so quenched the fires of those wicked men that she was no longer loved but informed against so a persecution arose the maiden not knowing how to escape and afraid lest she might fall into the hands of those who were plotting against her chastity prepared her soul for heroic virtue being so religious as not to fear death so chaste as to expect it The day of her crown arrived, the expectation of all was at its height. The maiden is brought forward and makes her twofold profession of religion and of chastity. But when they saw the constancy of her profession, her fear for her modesty, her readiness for tortures, and her blushes at being looked on, they began to consider how they might overcome her religion by setting chastity before her so that having deprived her of that which was the greatest they might also deprive her of that which they had left so the sentence was that she should either sacrifice or be sent to a house of ill fame after what manner do they worship their gods who thus avenge them or how do they live themselves who give sentence after this fashion and the virgin not hesitating about her religion but fearful as to her chastity, began to reflect, What am I to do? Each crown, that of martyrdom and that of virginity, is grudged me to-day. But the name of virgin is not acknowledged where the author of virginity is denied. How can one be a virgin who cherishes a harlot? How can one be a virgin who loves adulterers? How a virgin if she seeks for a lover? It is preferable to have a virgin mind than a virgin body. Each is good if each be possible. If it be not possible, let me be chaste, not to man, but to God. Rahab, too, was a harlot, but after she believed in God, she found salvation. And Judith adorned herself that she might please an adulterer, but because she did this for religion and not for love, no one considered her an adulteress this instance turned out well for if she who entrusted herself to religion both preserved her chastity and her country perhaps i by preserving my religion shall also preserve my chastity but if judith had preferred her chastity to her religion when her country had been lost she would also have lost her chastity and so instructed by such examples and at the same time bearing in mind the words of the lord where he says whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it she wept and was silent that the adulterer might not even hear her speaking and she did not choose the wrong done to her modesty but rejected wrong done to christ Consider whether it was possible for her to suffer her body to be unchaste, who guarded even her speech. For some time my words have been becoming bashful, and fear to laud on or describe the wicked series of what was done. Close your ears, ye virgins. The virgin of God is taken to a house of shame. But now unclose your ears, ye virgins the virgin of Christ can be exposed to shame, but cannot be contaminated. Everywhere she is the virgin of God, and the temple of God, and houses of ill fame cannot injure chastity, but chastity does away with the ill fame of the place. A great rush of wanton men is made to the place. Listen, ye holy virgins, to the miracles of the martyr. FORGET THE NAME OF THE PLACE. THE DOOR IS SHUT WITHIN, THE HAWKS CRY WITHOUT. SOME ARE CONTENDING WHO SHALL FIRST ATTACK THE PREY. BUT SHE, WITH HER HANDS RAISED TO HEAVEN, AS THOUGH SHE HAD COME TO A HOUSE OF PRAYER, NOT TO A RESORT OF LUST, SAYS, O CHRIST, WHO DIDST TAME THE FIERCE LIONS FOR THE VIRGIN DANIEL, THOU CANST ALSO TAME THE FIERCE MINDS OF MEN, fire became as dew to the hebrew children the water stood up for the jews of thy mercy not of its own nature Susanna knelt down for punishment and triumphed over her adulterous accusers the right hand withered which violated the gifts of thy temple and now thy temple itself is violated suffer not sacrilegious incest thou who didst not suffer theft Let thy name be now again glorified, in that I who came here for shame may go away a virgin. Scarcely had she finished her prayer when, lo, a man with the aspect of a terrible warrior burst in. How the virgin trembled before him to whom the trembling people gave way. But she did not forget what she had read. Daniel, said she, had gone to see the punishment of Susanna, and alone pronounced her guiltless, whom the people had condemned. A sheep may be hidden in the shape of this wolf. Christ has his soldiers also, who is master of legions. Or, perchance, an executioner has come in. Fear not, my soul, such an one makes martyrs. O virgin, thy faith has saved thee. And the soldier said to her, Fear not, sister, I pray you, I, a brother, am come hither to save life, not to destroy it. Save me, that you yourself may be saved. I came in like an adulterer, to go forth, if you will, as a martyr. Let us change our attire, mine will fit you, and yours will fit me, and each for Christ." your robe will make me a true soldier mine will make you a virgin you will be clothed well i shall be unclothed even better that the persecutor may recognize me take the garment which will conceal the woman give me that which shall consecrate me a martyr put on the cloak which will hide the limbs of a virgin but preserve her modesty take the cap which will cover your hair and conceal your countenance they who have entered houses of ill fame are wont to blush when you have gone forth take care not to look back remembering lot's wife who lost her very nature because she looked back at what was unchaste though with chaste eyes and be not afraid lest any part of the sacrifice fail i will offer the victim to god for you do you offer the soldier to christ for me you have served the good service of chastity the wages of which are everlasting life you have the breastplate of righteousness which protects the body with spiritual armor the shield of faith with which to ward off wounds and the helmet of salvation for there is the defense of our salvation where christ is since the man is the head of the woman and christ of the virgin whilst saying this he put off his cloak this garment had been up to this time suspected of being that of a persecutor and adulterer the virgin offered her neck the soldier his cloak what a spectacle that was what a manifestation of grace when they were contending for martyrdom in a house of ill-fame let the characters be also considered a soldier and a virgin that is persons unlike in natural disposition but alike by the mercy of god that the saying might be fulfilled then the wolves and the lambs shall feed together behold the lamb and the wolf not only feed together but are also offered together why should i say more having changed her garment the maiden flies from the snare not now with wings of her own seeing she was born on spiritual wings and a sight which the ages had never seen she leaves the house of ill a virgin but a virgin of christ but they who were looking with their eyes yet saw not raged like robbers for prey or wolves for a lamb One who was more shameless went in, and when he took in the state of the matter with his eyes, he said, What is this? A maiden entered, now a man is to be seen here. This is not the old fable of a hind instead of a maiden, but in truth a virgin become a soldier. I had heard but believed not that Christ changed water into wine. Now he has begun also to change the sexes. Let us depart hence whilst we still are what we were. Am I too changed to see things differently from what I believe them to be? I came to a house of ill fame and see a surety, and yet I go forth changed, for I go out chaste, who came in unchaste. When the affair was known, because a crown was due to such a conqueror, he was condemned for the virgin who was seized for the virgin. And so not only a virgin, but a martyr came forth from the house of ill-fame. It is reported that the maiden ran to the place of punishment, and that they both contended for death. He said, I am condemned to death. The sentence let you go free when it retained me. And she replied, I did not choose you as my surety on pain of death, but as a guarantee for my chastity if chastity be attacked my sex remains if blood is sought i desire none to give bail for me i have the means to pay the sentence was pronounced on me which was pronounced for me undoubtedly if i had offered you a security for my debt and in my absence the judge had assigned your property to the creditor you would share the sentence with me and I should pay your obligations with my patrimony? Were I to refuse, who would not judge me worthy of a shameful death? How much more am I bound where there is a question of death? Let me die innocent, that I may not die guilty. In this matter there is no middle course. Today I shall either be guilty of your blood, or a martyr in my own. If I came back quickly who dares to shut me out if i delayed who dares acquit me i owe a greater debt to the laws who am guilty not only of my own flight but also of the death of another my limbs are equal to death which were not equal to dishonor a virgin can accept a wound who could not accept contumely i avoided disgrace not martyrdom i gave up my robe to you I did not alter my profession. And if you deprive me of death, you will not have rescued but circumvented me. Beware, pray, of resisting. Beware of venturing to contend with me. Take not away the kindness you have conferred on me. In denying me the execution of this sentence, you are setting up again the former one, for the sentence is changed for a former one. If the latter binds me not, the former one does we can each satisfy the sentence if you suffer me to be slain first from you they can exact no other penalty but her chastity is in danger with a virgin and so you will be more glorious if you are seen to have made a martyr of an adulteress than to have made again an adulteress of a martyr what do you think was the end the two contended and both gained the victory, and the crown was not divided, but became two. So the holy martyrs, conferring benefits one on the other, gave the one the impulse and the other result to their martyrdom. Chapter 5. The story of the two Pythagorean friends, Damon and Pythias, is related by St. Ambrose, who points out that the case mentioned in the last chapter is more praiseworthy. A comparison is instituted between the treatment of their gods by heathen without any punishment, and Jeroboam's irreverence with its punishment. And the schools of the philosophers laud Damon and Pythias, the Pythagoreans, to the skies, of whom one, when condemned to death, asked for time to set his affairs in order, whereupon the tyrant in his cunning not supposing that such could be found asked for a bondsman who should suffer the penalty if the other delayed his return i do not know which act of the two was the more noble the one found the bondsman the other offered himself and so while he who was condemned met with some delay the bondsman with calm countenance did not refuse death As he was being led forth, his friend returned and offered his neck to the axe. Then the tyrant, wondering that friendship was dearer to philosophers than life, asked himself to be received into friendship by those whom he had condemned. The grace of virtue was so great that it moved even a tyrant. These things are worthy of praise, but are inferior to our instance. For those two were men, WITH US ONE WAS A VIRGIN, WHO HAD FIRST TO BE SUPERIOR TO HER SEX, THOSE WERE FRIENDS, THESE WERE UNKNOWN TO EACH OTHER, THOSE OFFERED THEMSELVES TO ONE TYRANT, THESE TO MANY TYRANTS, AND THESE MORE CRUEL, FOR IN THE FORMER CASE THE TYRANT SPARED THEM, THESE SLEW THEM, WITH THE FORMER ONE WAS BOUND BY NECESSITY, WITH THESE THE WILL OF EACH WAS FREE, in this too the latter were wiser that with those the end of their zeal was the pleasure of friendship with these the crown of martyrdom for they strove for men these for god and since we have mentioned that man who was condemned it is fitting to add what he thought of his gods that you may judge how weak they are whom their own followers deride for he having come into the temple of Jupiter, bade them take off the fillet of gold with which its image was crowned, and to put on one of wool instead, saying that the golden fillet was cold in winter and heavy in summer. So he derided his god as being unable to bear either a weight or a cold. He, too, when he saw the golden beard of Asclepios, bade them remove it, saying that it was not fit for the son to have a beard when the father had none again he took away the golden bowls from the images which held them saying that he ought to receive what the gods gave for said he men make prayers to receive good things from the gods and nothing is better than gold if however gold be evil the gods ought not to have it if it be good IT IS BETTER THAT MEN SHOULD HAVE IT WHO KNOW HOW TO USE IT. SUCH OBJECTS OF RIDICULE WERE THEY, THAT NEITHER COULD JUPITER DEFEND HIS GARMENT, NOR ASCLEPIOS HIS BEARD, FOR APOLLO HAD NOT YET BEGUN TO GROW ONE, NOR COULD ALL THOSE WHO ARE ESTEEMED GODS KEEP THE GOLDEN BOWLS WHICH THEY WERE HOLDING, NOT FEARING THE CHARGE OF THEFT, SO MUCH AS NOT HAVING ANY FEELING. WHO THEN WOULD WORSHIP THEM, who can neither defend themselves as gods nor hide themselves as men but when in the temple of our god that wicked king jeroboam took away the gifts which his father had laid up and offered to idols upon the holy altar did not his right hand which he stretched out wither and his idols which he called upon were not able to help him then turning to the lord he asked for pardon and at once his hand which had withered by sacrilege was healed by true religion so complete an example was there set forth in one person both of divine mercy and wrath when he who was sacrificing suddenly lost his right hand but when penitent received forgiveness chapter six saint ambrose in concluding the second book ascribes any good there may be in it to the merits of the virgins and sets forth that it was right before laying down any severe precepts to encourage them by examples as is done both in human teaching and in holy scripture i who have been not yet three years a bishop have prepared this offering for you holy virgins although untaught by my own experience yet having learnt much from your mode of life for what experience could it have grown up in so short a time of being initiated in religion if you find any flowers herein gather them together in the bosom of your lives these are not precepts for virgins but instances taken from virgins my words have sketched the likeness of your virtue you may see the reflection of your gravity as it were in the mirror of this discourse. If you have received any pleasure from my ability, all the fragrance of this book is yours. And since there are as many opinions as there are persons, if there be anything simple in my treatise, let all read it. If anything stronger, let the more mature prove it. If anything modest, let it cleave to the breast and tinge the cheeks. If there be anything flowery, Let the flowery age of youth not disdain it we ought to stir up the love of the bride for it is written thou shalt love the lord thy god at bridal feast we ought to adorn the hair at least with some ornaments of prayer for it is written smite the hands together and strike with the foot we ought to scatter roses on the uninterrupted bridles Even in these temporal marriages, the bride is received with acclamation before she receives commands, lest hard commands should hurt her, before love cherished by kindness grows strong. Horses learn to love the sound of patting their necks, that they may not refuse the yoke, and are first trained with words of enticement before the stripe of discipline. But when the horse has submitted its neck to the yoke, the rain pulls in, and the spur urges on, and its companions draw it, and the driver bids it. So, too, our Virgin ought first to play with pious love, and admire the golden supports of the heavenly marriage-couch on the very threshold of marriage, and to see the door-post adorned with wreaths of leaves, and to taste the delight of the musicians playing within, that she may not through fear withdraw herself from the Lord's yoke before she obeys his call. Come then hither from Lebanon, my spouse, come hither from Lebanon, thou shalt pass and pass through. This verse must be often repeated by us, that at least being called by the words of the Lord, she may follow if there be any who will not trust the words of man, WE HAVE NOT FORMED THIS POWER FOR OURSELVES, BUT HAVE RECEIVED IT. THIS IS THE HEAVENLY TEACHING OF THE MYSTIC SONG. LET HIM KISS ME WITH THE KISSES OF HIS MOUTH, FOR THY BREASTS ARE BETTER THAN WINE, AND THE ODOR OF THY OINTMENTS IS ABOVE ALL SPICES. THY NAME IS AS OINTMENT POURED FORTH. THE WHOLE OF THAT PLACE OF DELIGHTS, SOUNDS OF SPORT, STIRS UP APPROVAL, CALLS FORTH LOVE therefore, it continues, have the maidens loved thee and have drawn thee. Let us run after the odor of thy ointments. The king hath brought me into his chamber. She began with kisses and so attained to the chamber. She, now so patient of hard toil and of practiced virtue, as to open the bars with her hand, go forth into the field, and abide in strongholds, at the beginning ran after the odor of the ointment soon when she is come into the chamber the ointment is changed and see whither she goes if it be a wall it is said we will build upon it towers of silver she who sported with kisses now builds towers that encircled with the precious battlements of the saints she may not only render fruitless the attacks of the enemy but also erect the safe defences of holy merits, End of book two.